so today we wanted to talk about, so basically here's the story. I was in a Facebook group with some other entrepreneurs and this one person in particular was talking about how she was completely overwhelmed and frustrated because she, she like had all this training and all these resources right here at her fingertips, but yet she was still finding that the client work, she's a service provider, finding that the client work she was doing just wasn't elevating her. You know, she was finding more, you know, roadblocks versus breakthroughs. She uh, didn't know what training to go to. She felt like she was floundering, didn't know what direction to turn. So she was really frustrated in the fact that and, and overwhelmed by everything she had, like information overload. And yet she felt in this state of emergency because life and finances and all these other responsibilities were starting to creep up on her. And she's like, it, it's almost like, here's the vibe I got. The vibe I got was that she like felt like she was doing all the right things and falling short. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like this overwhelm hits a lot of people and not necessarily just in business, also in motherhood, right? Like we can feel like we've got all this stuff going on and we're trying to tackle it the best we can and yet we still feel like we're falling short. And it it can be super frustrating. And first of all, I'm just really proud of this person for reaching out and saying something in a safe space so that others can help give her solid, tangible advice and lift her up. Balancing building a successful business and being a superstar mom is hard. And yet, in today's digital world, it's more common than ever. The question becomes, how do we successfully grow a business and children at the same time? Join us for a candid conversation as we share our experiences and insights into marketing and motherhood. I'm Jessie Valle. And I'm Angela Reeder. Welcome to the Marketing Moms Podcast. Yeah. And, you know, it seems like a very odd way to start the new year because typically when you see the new year, it's like, new year, new me. I've got all these goals. I'm doing all this stuff. It's a very positive attitude. Um, But that's one of the reasons we wanted to talk about this today, because that positive attitude can really quickly fall into that frustration of, I bought all these new courses, I watched all these webinars over the holiday break, I was really ready to get started, and now I don't really know what to do. I'm feeling overwhelmed. I have too much information and not enough, like, tactical advice and strategies to help me get going. And so we just wanted to talk about that and some ways that you can kind of get yourself refocused, give yourself some actionable things to do to move forward. Um, And that really kind of goes along with a lot of the goal stuff that we've been talking about the last few weeks. Yeah. And one of the lines that really stuck out to me was when she asked, how do I start over without actually starting over? Mm -hmm. And that's how I think a lot of people feel. It's like, I need to just, I know I have all this stuff and I just want to push it all to the side because what I'm doing right now is not working, but I don't want to get rid of it. So I don't like want to completely start over, but then how do I start to make it all work? 
And one of the, oh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I actually have someone that I follow online um, that I, I really love. I feel like she has a lot of good advice, but she says often that at least once a year, she feels like she wants to burn her business to the ground. And that that's a sign that you're ready to like make a big change and make a big step forward in your business. Yeah. So in that sense, take the overwhelm as a good sign. Mm-hmm. Like you're ready to make a change. And you know what? That actually fits perfectly with the beginning of the year. So this episode is not so dark. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as scary as it seems. <laughs> it's not. So you know, there were some people in the comments that made some really good advice suggestions. Part of that being basically structuring your time, right? Like being able to say and set time limits to say, you know, what, I'm going to set aside this much time each day for learning. And you can even specify what exactly you will be learning. Or just making a consumption plan of action. Yeah. So by that, I mean, let's say you bought, you know, five courses, workshops, and all the things that you wanted to consume, podcasts, books, uh, everything's included in that. But you need to set a plan of action. You need to set a blueprint to say, okay, I'm going to consume this first, then this, then this, then this, then this, Mm -hmm. so that you don't just try to tackle it all at once. If you attended our goal workshop a couple weeks ago, That's exactly what we did. We took one goal, broke it down into mini goals, and then took those mini goals and broke them down into specific actions. So we took one thing and broke it down into several steps. Can you imagine how overwhelmed you would feel when you have several of those going on at the same time? Yeah. And one thing I would recommend specifically with the courses, because I am am an information collector. Mm -hmm. I collect pieces of information like magpies collect shiny things. Um, (laughs) So I have lots of courses and all kinds of stuff. And one of the things that I did last year or yeah, last year, because now it's 2022, um, was I sat down and I looked through all my old emails. I checked like my teachable platforms and I wrote down all of the courses and stuff that I had and resources that I had. And then on another list, I wrote down all of the things that I wanted to learn. Like, what should I learn specifically that's going to help me move forward? And then I went back to my courses list and I found something because I collect courses. So there yeah, courses inevitably you had something. There. <laughs> uh, found something and I made that course my focus. And you can even, as you go through, you can mark off as you complete courses or if you get into a course and you go, you know what, I don't really like this, let go of the course. Don't make yourself try to force your way through it just because you spent money on it. I know it's hard. Mm -hmm. Everybody hates doing that. But if you get into a course and it's either not aligning with the way that you like to do your business, the information's not helpful. Um, it's not really giving you those actionable steps you're looking for. Just let it go. Put it on, put a little mark on your list. That's like, nope, I'm, you know, it's like when you start a book and you're like, I'm not going to make my way through this. Mm -hmm. Just put the book down, put it down. So, yeah. So that's a really good way to kind of start focusing on what you already have so that you're not continually bringing in new courses and new information and new workshops and increasing that sense of overwhelm. One thing you said that I really liked was that 
not only did you make a list of what you had, you also stopped to make a list of what you wanted to learn. So that's kind of resetting your priorities, right? Like you're sitting down and saying, okay, this is what I'm trying to accomplish. This is what I have at my fingertips. How can I make them align? And so that's, again, whether it's learning courses or or anything like that, just it's kind of, I mean, it is goal setting, right? So you're taking a look at what you want. Let's say that it's not about courses. Let's say that it's about um, finding customers or clients, right? So what can you do to align your actions with finding more clients and customers? you know? Mm -hmm. So it may not be building your skills. It may be something else, Yep. but you have to just stop and make sure that what you want is aligned with what you're doing. Yep. Yeah. That's a big one. And another thing I feel like I got after reading her post was expectations needed to be set. And I know I talk about expectations all the time because I am the worst. I set these expectations in my head, they don't happen, and then I get frustrated. And I kind of feel that that's what she was going through a little bit too. She Mm -hmm. had this idea in her mind of what life would be like after collecting all of these things. (laughs) And yet she was still flailing. She was still in debt. She was still struggling and she didn't know why. And she was very frustrated by that. She actually used the word frustrated several times in her post. And part of that I think is the setting of expectations. The expectation that she thought she was going to be a certain way. But the truth is, is that these things take time. If you're enjoying this candid chat, you can get early access, exclusive content, and more by supporting us on Patreon. Simply visit patreon.com forward slash marketing moms. Now back to the show. Yeah. Yeah. Those expectations are hard. And especially if you are relatively new, and I know this person was kind of relatively new, Mm -hmm. not brand new, but relatively new to business. Because there are so many people that will set unrealistic expectations for you where they're, oh, you know, in six figures in six months. Like, you know, we've (laughs) talked about that before with like the build a business and nap time. Like, yeah, you see a lot of those things. And when you have that expectation and then the reality doesn't match up with that and it never does you kind of get that sense of like, what am I doing wrong? And Mm -hmm. maybe you're not doing anything wrong. Maybe your expectations are just not aligned with the situation. So I think that's important too. And, you know, like you said, I'm amazingly proud of her for reaching out because that's really hard, but that's also a really good way to help yourself set realistic expectations is to talk to people who are close to your level and, and like a little ahead of you and say like, okay, what can I realistically expect right now? Yeah. And then also talking to people who have been there to say, okay, but what happened when, or what did you do when this happened to you? Yeah. Another thing is one thing she was talking about, and this again, maybe mm, I was going to say stems into 
service providing, but not necessarily. She was talking about how much she was struggling and she was just troubleshooting more than she was actually working on something. And part of that, I think, was her beginning skill level. And, you know, people were like, oh, well, consume your course and this and that. And the Mm -hmm. one piece of advice I think that was lacking there was getting like actual help from someone who knew what they were doing. Yeah. Not just a course to consume. Like even if you have to hire a person and you don't make any money on that project, at least you gained the skills in a real life situation to be able to go forward. So like if I was, you know, I'll just pretend that, you know, for the sake of of right now that I was a service provider and let's say I was working on a Shopify site for the very first time and I was just troubleshooting more than anything because I had never worked with Shopify before. Well, then I knew Angela was a Shopify expert. I could hire her, have her come in and say, listen, I want you to help me do X, Y, Z. I'm going to pay you for that. But I also want you to show me and describe to me what you're doing while you're doing it. So it's almost like an apprenticeship <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. or or it's like, I'm going to try to do something. Can you look over my work? Yeah. Yeah. I have done that before. And I on both ends, I have hired people or asked people to come in and show me how to fix something. And I have also stepped into a situation and like fixed something or set something up and made a video or a walkthrough explaining how it works and what you need to do with screenshots because, you know, yeah, it's sometimes you don't know what you don't know. And if you're spending more time troubleshooting than moving forward, something is blocking you. Either it's your skill level or your knowledge or something. And if you don't know how to ask the right questions, it can be really hard to learn and make that breakthrough. Yeah, and because this person is a service provider, it's really easy to use that as an example. But I want to pull up another example here. Let's say that you are in an MLM, right? And you're struggling because your friends and family are just annoyed that you continually come at them and ask and, and this and that. And you're ready to expand, but you're not really sure how. Well, if you, you know, in, in that situation – A lot of like, I've never done it, but I'm pretty sure the way it works is that you have someone above you. Yep. Right? So let that person help you reach out. You're not alone. Ask. Or even somebody that's not even in the same MLM. Maybe you know someone who's doing really well in a different one, Mm -hmm. but you can talk to them and the strategies can be very similar. That actually really lines up with another piece of advice that I've found really helpful. And that is to really be picky about the people that you follow. So a couple Mm -hmm. years ago, I, because I like lists, I sat down and I kind of thought about the different aspects of business. So there was like my skills, there was marketing, there was systems, Um, And it's the same for um, product-based businesses. You've got like your skills for marketing, systems, fulfillment, finding product. Like you have all these different skills. And then I looked at all of the people in 
that area, like if I was looking at marketing, I looked at all the big marketers and I narrowed it down to one or two people that worked in a way that aligned with my values that I felt provided value like even their free stuff is amazing kind of stuff like provided value Mm -hmm. was really um, in touch with the reality of situations they weren't making big promises that didn't ever come to fruition if you followed their advice Um, and and I just focused on them like I tune out all the other people not that they don't necessarily have good advice but tune out all the other people and focus on that one person and learning what they have to teach you and do that for the different areas of your business. So you have like a few core people that you are really paying attention to and through them, you're going to meet other people in the same area or different areas that also align with what it is you're trying to do. Yeah. And you make a really good point about the other thing is that different people will talk about the same subject in different ways right? So like, let's say you're talking about marketing. Well, person A is going to say to do this, but person B is going to say to do something else. And they're both successful and they're both great tactics, but you can't do both at the same time. That's when you get frustrated because everything's like a huge cluster because you don't know what's, it's just a mess. It's a hot mess. So you need to just hone in and say, you know what? I know both are great. I resonate more with this person's tactics. I'm going to try their methods for a while and then moving on. And then eventually you can open up and branch out and learn what other people are having to say. But that's another thing that I see a lot happening is that one person will try to implement actions from and advice from multiple people and it just doesn't work out. And it's really hard to say which one is working. So if you are implementing advice from eight different people and you're making a little progress, it's really hard to narrow down what you're doing that's working. Whereas if you focus on just implementing one particular strategy or one way of doing things and you start to see progress, it's easier to narrow down okay, this is what I'm doing and it's working or this is what I'm doing and it's not working. I like that. Okay, so I would say that this week's challenge is to kind of make the list that Angela was talking about, right? Sit down and write out the things you want to accomplish and then write down all the resources you have available to you to accomplish those things. Then we want you to narrow it down and basically, yeah, just narrow it down, right? Pick pick mm-hmm. a couple of them that align, so circle those, and cross out the rest. You'll get to them later. We're not saying ditch them forever. We're just saying set them aside for a short time so that you're not so overwhelmed and you can focus on just a couple things at a time or even one. Yeah. Because sometimes if you just start with one and then eventually you can add on a second and more, but that's how you beat the overwhelm. Yep. Yeah. Focus on one thing at a time and one area at a time, whether it's marketing, building skills, um, networking, whatever, like one thing at a time. Thank you for joining us today. We're so honored. This is where you chose to spend your time. 
If this episode helped you in some way, please share it with another mom who needs to hear it. We're in this together. And if you're looking to spend even more time with us, visit marketingmomspodcast.com for more episodes, free goodies, and ways to connect. Don't forget to check out our brand new Marketing Moms book now available on Amazon.